Hey podcast listeners, welcome back. Season 2 is just around the corner. If you wait a little bit more, you're going to be super excited about it. I know I am. As promised, we want to share with you more of our background interviews we conducted for episode 24, Draw Everywhere, Space and Quantum Computing Art with my dear friend Forrest Stearns. If you haven't had the chance to listen to this episode or the bonus track that goes with it, I will encourage you to check it out. In today's bonus episode, we speak to Joseph Mascaro, space ecologist, writer, science advisor. Our second guest is Ben Holdman, founder and CEO at LifeShip, that basically sends DNA of people to the moon. Thanks, Joe and Ben, for taking the time and sharing with me all your wonderful ideas around art, science, and space. And as you already know, we need you, our listeners. We need your help. So before we start, a small request. If you find this podcast valuable and insightful, please, please share it with friends and colleagues. Do you want to help us reach more people? Do you want to help us make the art and technology, art and entrepreneurship, art and innovation movement bigger? Just give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform. We really appreciate your support. Let's start. Hey, Joe, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Joe, can you introduce yourself briefly? Sure, I'm happy to. I'm a tropical ecologist and a remote sensing scientist, and I'm director of science programs at Planet. Most of my job involves uh, coordinating scientific engagement in the university sector. So I work a, a great deal with uh, Earth observation and Earth imaging scientists on the kinds of applications that they have for remote sensing data. Great. And you joined Planet when? In late 2014, originally. Yeah. So uh, the company was around 100 people at the time. I think we're up at around 500 now. So it's grown quite a bit since I joined. And you joined to the company after Forrest, our uh, friend, is there. And you come to the company and you see in the main space and you hear that you have an artist and an art in residence program. It was inspiring. Yeah, I vividly remember my first tour of the office. Of course, there's a lot of dazzling technology that I learned about. But uh, Forrest was kind of standing in a room with some engineers and you know, a number of his pieces of art were on the walls. And I remember <laughs> getting a quick check-in on what art on a satellite panel looks like, which is something that had never occurred to me before. So the idea of putting art on satellites, which was kind of Forrest's original reason for being at Planet. And um, yeah, it was really inspiring. And I would say surprising. Um, and that was uh, nice. Did you have or do you have engagement with art on a regular basis? I had not previously. You know, I've come to learn throughout Silicon Valley and the tech industry that art seems to be playing an increasing role on the corporate side. I've also certainly encountered a lot of art in the science of Earth observation. I mean, so over my shoulder is a planet image from the high latitudes, obviously it looks pretty chilly up there. There's a concept in Earth observation called the overview effect, which kind of dates back to the earliest days of Earth imaging and the early astronaut program. And so, you know, just being able to take photographs from space is a, certainly a form of art. It's photography in, in its most basic form. So, you know, I had encountered those kinds of artistic connections before. It was different to see the role that art and engagement around art could play inside of a private company. 
I must confess, it was the first time I had worked in a private company too. <laughs> so a lot of things were new for me. So what is the value that you see having this art engagement? How do you think this art engagement actually influenced? I will tell you that, first of all, it's one of the most common things I hear outside of Planet is how much interest uh, there's been in Planet doing art on satellites and the artist in residence program that Forrest had been running. I also, I'll tell you a story about one event. So we hosted a primary school, basically grade school students, so around the ages of eight or nine, for a science fair some years ago. And we did a bunch of different sessions with them. Mostly it was engineers and aerospace folks running, engineers teaching them how to use rockets or how to make a rocket basically out of a Coke bottle. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> quite safe. It's, it doesn't involve anything. It's, uh, anyway, but um, also they basically sat and drew art, which wasn't revealed to them until kind of halfway through that basically a couple of those pieces were selected and laser etched on spacecraft and went to space. Wow. Um, and I think watching these younger students engage with that idea that their own art would be orbiting the earth potentially was really inspiring and quite delightful. And, and it was a really fun event for the company to be involved in, I think, because so many people, so many other employees inside the company were involved in. It absolutely can bring people together. I have been kind of and my own time doing some research about how people engage with problem solving, especially problem solving about the earth, like climate change. And I have learned a little bit about how emotions, like to be amazed by something, is kind of interconnected with creativity and problem solving and curiosity. And to divorce this from art for a moment, because I think it makes it easier to understand you know, I saw the solar eclipse, the total eclipse in the United States of a year and a half ago, whenever that was. I mean, it's the first time I had seen a total eclipse. And of course, this is a natural event. It, I would say it feels very artistic because it's so unusual and beautiful. But it puts your brain in a state of shock. And when I experience a great piece of art or learn from an artist, I'm feeling something like the same emotion, this sort of surprise, delight, it's hard to describe, to be honest, when your brain goes into the artistic exploration. But I would say that this seems to be a very healthy emotion when it comes to problem solving. I mean, if you are an engineer, or a designer, a scientist, you're often trying to solve problems when that's part of your day-to-day -day reality and kind of tricking your brain into a healthy, creative problem-solving state is a very good practical thing to do. And I certainly... I've experienced that when it comes to art related to the earth or uh, the kind of creativity that a piece of art can inspire. You mentioned this awe and kind of a shock. I mean, so those probably some of the things that you experienced. Did you experience more emotions or maybe even perceiving your work or what you do differently from this interaction, having Forrest and the other artists that joined this artist in residence? Definitely. I probably met five or six artists in residence under the program that Forrest was running. And there was a certain rhythm to kind of breaking up my day-to-day -day routine and spending some time doing something else. It's always refreshing to change your headspace, but to do it in a way that was creative, where you get into a little bit of mental flow, was really healthy. I do a lot of writing. I would say the closest in my own life that I get to creating art is, is writing. 
And I have observed in myself that it is easier to write when I'm sort of immersed in, in an artistic headspace. I think for so many reasons that we don't have time to talk about, but you know, I'm sure you have lived through the transformation that the internet has brought in the, in the way we live our lives. And now we're all kind of, you know, we're obviously all living through a rather unique human experience with this global pandemic, but certainly the, the intersection of technology and work is radically different for all of us than it was say 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. And one of the symptoms of that, I think, is we are engaged in a lot of micro distraction, you know, texting, Slack messages, <laughs> whatever, email, you know, your inbox, your relationship with your inbox. And this can induce a, a certain level of drain on your creativity and your inspiration. Sometimes it's very healthy and helpful to pause and let some oxygen go into your brain. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to do a creative or artistic activity. And so having some people around that kind of incentivize you to do that, you know, they're sort of there to, to pull you into that space proactively is really a, a great thing. Joe, I want to ask you a question. If I am a business manager listening to you now, why would you recommend me to start artist in residence program in my own company? I suppose that the most practical reason, and let me be clear, I, I was saying I'm doing some research, I'm trying to figure this out, and I don't know that I've fully explored it yet, but clearly the psychology and this sort of emotional health of employees in a company is important, right? And if the company is doing innovation where there's the generation of new stuff, you know, that hasn't existed before, new technologies, new approaches. I think there's empirical evidence that suggests that a certain amount of creative space with purpose is helpful to this process, by which I mean it's empirically, materially helpful. I would struggle to, I would need to do, I think, a bit more homework to validate that more <laughs> thoroughly, but... But at least what I've read lately, especially about neuroscience, biology, this we talked about the emotions of awe, the emotion of curiosity. Curiosity is one I've read a fair bit about. You can think of curiosity like a fundamental drive. It's similar to our desire for food. And so if you, you know, imagine that your employees have a certain amount of time and oxygen that they spend in a in a curious, problem-solving, kind of creative headspace that for sure you would view that as a resource, right? As an empirical resource that affects your business. Um, so yeah, I think it's absolutely worthwhile. And then I think hard to separate it, but of course, then there's another meritous reason, which is just, you know, what kind of society do we want to build? I think you would have a hard time finding people that think that art is not valuable. I think it's, it's sort of intrinsic value in terms of how we spend our time and what we do with our civilization. This is clearly something very, very valuable to us. I also think there's a kind of long game. So I was just reading, and I haven't gotten all the details yet, but I was just reading about the discovery of some roughly 12,000-year-old paintings in the Amazon in oh, Colombia. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I read it also. Right? Totally amazing. The old-time Sistine Chapel. They say it will take yes. like a few generations to map all of it. Yeah, it could take lifetimes. 
And I've been doing also a fair bit of reading about early human culture. And now let's just make a thought problem. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but for sure, I've had the experience of doodling or, or drawing on the beach or maybe when I was a kid drawing on a tree or something like that and having somebody imply that I was wasting my time. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the emotion of creating art for these people in Colombia that were making it, you know, it just felt like a normal part of their day. And maybe they were just playing, to be honest. I mean, we don't know. But now we look at this ancient antiquity that teaches us about our early culture as a species, and it's priceless. And it's very easy for me to analogize. Uh, you know, I know a little bit about some of the projects that Forrest is working on right now. And when I think about the projects he's working on now, I think to myself, wow, you know, in a few centuries, that kind of thing could be really exquisitely valuable to our society, you know, and just as an example, but I mean, time changes our perception of the value of art, I would say. So uh, that's definitely worth considering too, if you play the long game. Joe, I want to thank you very much for your time and insights. I am so grateful that you had me and I look forward to future conversations. Would you like to work personally with Nier to develop and grow your artistic mindset? At The Artian, we work with organizations and individuals to achieve greater success. Through our art-based leadership sales and innovation training, we show organizations that there is another way of thinking and another possibility of acting. Visit us at www.theartian.com. That is T-H-E-A-R-T-I-A-N.com to learn more. Hey, Ben, thank you for taking the time. Can you introduce yourself maybe in one sentence? I'm Ben Haldeman, and I'm founder of LifeShip, and we're sending people's DNA to the moon. Oh, wow. A backup of humanity and a backup of life. Yeah, so I really see it as something of, it's been like a path of like bringing creativity into entrepreneurship and like creating something new from just like a dream. Yeah, we created a, a low-cost kit for people to just like order a DNA kit and add their DNA. And then we're on a moon, a rocket to the moon next August. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's it's really been like, a, okay, create something from nothing and like a blank canvas of what do we send to people that will inspire them and make them look up at the moon the rest of their life and, and feel connected to it and feel connected like their blueprint is safe for the future and they're part of humanity in the cosmos. It's really been this like art journey into creating. How did you get to decide to send DNA to the moon? Yeah, I <laughs> like I had worked on a lot of space stuff with Forrest and before that. And I was actually both inspired by working on the satellites and then realizing like, oh, my blood, sweat and tears went into this. And like a piece of me is up in space. How do, how do I bring that connection to more people? Uh, so that was one. And then like the actual real idea came. I was down in the rainforest in Guatemala actually had done plant medicines and was at a yoga and meditation retreat and went for this long walk in the rainforest by myself and felt like the forest was teaching me, like the little critters were teaching me that life has expanded to fill every niche on this planet. And the earth has evolved humans to both take care of all our species and protect them and then also help life move outwards. And so on that journey, like it came start with little seeds of all our DNA and is both a 
both a way to protect Earth's biodiversity for the future, like a time capsule, and then also a step towards sending life outwards and helping life expand into the universe. Super interesting. And, and how long you have been working on that? Like I got the vision like two years ago and took a journey to like get our product and start selling them. And now we're, we're like ramping quickly. Like, and yeah, we're doing orders of thousands of them and starting to assemble them. And so really trying to get many people to do it. And then how it's going to look, you're going to, how are you going to put it on the moon? All the DNA goes in this like golden record that also has a knowledge archive. So it has like all the Wikipedia on it. It has a collection of art. It has like 50,000 books from around the world, all embedded in the knowledge archive. And the DNA goes in layers inside of it. And then like the actual person's DNA. And then that goes, there's a moon lander and that goes on top of a rocket and the rocket shoots up and you know, orbits Earth a couple of times and then slings to the moon and then the lander lands on the moon and stays there. So this wow. just like stays connected to the lander. And it's shared like we're a tiny fraction of the lander. There's a lot of other stuff on it. So so I want to ask you about your relationship with the art or how you got exposed to art before getting to know Forest in Planet. I remember doing little like art workshops and camps growing up and whether it was paper mache things or animals or like painting. But I think a bit, I lost a bit of touch with it and I didn't necessarily associate what I was working on with, with art. And I, I started doing, I studied mechanical engineering. So I did a lot of 3D design and mechanical design and really felt like my, I, took a lot of pleasure in making the designs I worked on look gorgeous and really put a lot a lot into that, but didn't really totally associate that with art. And then I joined this company, Planet Labs, and we were designing satellites. And I just really felt like, okay, the more elegant something looked, the more like the better overall solutions it got to. So I think I came at it from like a pragmatic okay, if it's, if it's like elegant and simple, then it like it has like a, a purpose. And when you joined Planet, Forrest was already there? Forrest joined shortly after me. So then you have Forrest joining as an artist. What do you have in mind when you hear an artist joining a satellite company? It was cool. I made, I made friends with Forrest pretty early on and he started doing big canvases and then like, putting the designs on the side of the satellites. And, and I think at first, like, I, I don't know, maybe I thought as is like a little decoration on the side and mostly like something cool around our lab. But then like, I, I started to see how he was getting in there and like awakening creative aspects of like the team and uh, getting us to see it more as like a core part of what we were doing. And for me, it, it really just started to give me more, yeah, more permission to just like keep like putting more attention into, okay, how do we make this all more like a canvas and bring more beauty into all we're doing and make it simple and elegant and just like think through like, what does it naturally want to be and evolve towards? You already mentioned uh, a few things. Uh, first of all, like kind of forest show you that art is more than decoration, then maybe awakening, as you mentioned, uh, or giving you creative permission in your own uh, work. What are other influences that you saw that the existence of an artist or the presence of an artist inside the company actually brings to other team members? 
I, I think there's a lot with like with art of just like getting your pencil out and just like starting and like not feeling embarrassed with your first try. And so just like this, this ability to just like make mistakes and make things that, that are ugly and, and then like learn and iterate on them. And so I think that goes into the permission of just like, okay, we're all creative and we're all creators. And, and it's not just about like the pencil or the paintbrush on the canvas. It's about like permission to like come up with ideas or create companies or like dream bigger. And so I, I think it like, and art is such a, it's such a bridge between different disciplines, like between like science and engineering and, you know, business and products and like customers. It, it really is this like glue that connects it all together. So I really felt like it like built these like these bridges between aspects of the team and the company and creative part within each of us. If I'm listening to you now as a business manager and I need to ask myself, oh, maybe I should start my own artist in residence. Why would you recommend to have artists in business companies or not only in business companies, but organizations that often are not have any relations with art? It's like the soul of the of the company. It like it brings pride to people's work. It like it brings this like greater connection for whatever everyone is working on and and helps weave it together and into something that that people have greater pride in and feel like they're collaborating and working on stuff together. So it really like builds this connection across the organization and inspires people and gets them to think bigger and gets people to it like exercises the parts of the brain that you want in a business. Like as far as like being able to think creatively and come up with ideas and not think like, Oh, this is stupid or I'm not good at that. Like, like the permission that makes companies successful. Yeah, totally. So I hope that uh, soon uh, you will start your own uh, artist in residence. You already have a, a big vision taking DNA to the moon, which is super exciting. Definitely, definitely. Art's uh, a key part of what we're doing. It's really, it's like the, the experience. Artists really think through like the customer experience and, and uh, it's a key part of, of making something memorable and meaningful and making it feel authentic and like deeper and there's a lot that, that it brings. Great. Ben, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with us about the influence of art. You're welcome. I was glad to connect. Glad to speak with you on it. Thanks. Thanks.